It's on the segment The Horizon and we're talking science versus faith. Some who've said that a nation's concentration on science, education, or faith determines its path to progress and development. So today, simple question. In Ghana, pa, what is priority? Our faith or science? Do the two collide at any point? Are both helping us to grow properly? Or one is giving us serious problems? helping us to think properly. Well, joining us in this conversation today is Dr. Thomas Sago. He's a neuroscientist and the regional secretary of the Ghana Science Association. Doc, morning. Good morning. Good I trust you all today. Ah, doing great. Everything great. fine. Ah, cool. Great, <laughs> great, great. Okay. We're also joined by Michael Osei Asibi. He's the president of the Humanist Association of Ghana. Mike, morning. Morning. I trust you all today. Very well. You're well. Okay. We'll also be joined on the line by Dr. Ben Willie Golo. He's there. He's a religion expert and lecturer at the University of Ghana. Hmm. This will be a conversation that you don't want to miss. If you're listening to us right now, send a text to a friend and say, look, we are about to <laughs> delve into corners that many have been avoiding from, for such a long time. Science and faith. We'll also be bringing you our science uh, fun facts later on the show, right here on Morning. So your, your thoughts are welcome. The WhatsApp line is very active, 0264-355-438. Alternatively, you can tweet at us at star1035FM. The hashtag is Morningstar. My handle on Twitter is at Francis underscore Urban. Dr. Sego, let me begin with you in this conversation. As a country, where does Ghana need to focus? Education, science, or faith? Um, do I get only one option? Or... Uh, well, you might want to choose. You can do two or out of three, one out of three, whichever right. you want to have. Right. Then, then, then um, I'll I'll put my options in two: uh, mm. science and faith. Science and faith. Why? Yeah. Um, well, because the faith really allows us to have a lot of um, purpose and, mm. and direction in what we do, and it really the science just faith eh? tells you, yeah, okay. yeah. And, and what's science faith, just by tells the way? you what to do. What's faith? People have their own definition about faith, but for you as a neuroscientist, what's faith? Um, okay, so I'm a Christian. So, so for me, faith is um, believing in, in, in God. Uh, Christian theology goes, you know, came, died for your sins, rose again, and um, calls you to come into a relationship with him. So just knowing that there's uh, a, a supreme being out there looking out for you and just calling you like, hey, come, let's have a relationship and, and get to know each other. So that's me, faith. A, yeah. a supreme being you can't see. Yeah, yeah, a supreme being you can't see in that sense. Mm. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of other senses you can uh, say how you could see him. Um, uh, so some people would say the whole creation is how you see him. Some people say, uh, I, I should say, I would say, not some people. Mm. I would say the whole creation is how you see him, or just through acts and inexplicable things, and uh, even through people mm. and relationships, you can catch glimpses of of God here and there. So yeah, yeah. Okay, that's for faith. Yes. So, what about science? 
Uh, now, science is what I particularly really um, enjoy so because at the, at the bottom of it, science is just asking questions and getting answers. Mm. Um, so you see things around you, you wonder, hey, why does that apple fall from the tree? If you write something, um, you see how the clouds are formed and you ask questions about it and you now we understand how rain uh, comes about. So yeah, science at the bottom of it is just asking questions and uh, getting answers. Okay, but if someone is to flip it, you say, faith will also make you say, oh, it's falling because yeah, there's somebody who's in charge. How nah, about that? Nah, that's, that's cheap faith. That's uh, Cheap faith? Yeah, that's cheap faith. That's cheap faith. Um, yeah, because yes, God, God is in charge, right? It's, it's, um, it's something interesting um, I read uh, earlier this morning, somewhere in Proverbs actually. It mm. says that it's, a, it's the glory of God to conceal a thing and the glory of kings to uh, reveal it. So, you know, if you just see rain falling and you're just going to throw your hands up in the air and say, oh, yeah, someone's in charge. It just happens like that. Nah, you're supposed to find out why is it falling, how is it falling, and I just see. understand it. So, based on what you just told me this morning, yeah. Dr. Sego, science is trying to make sense of the things that happen, even though you have faith. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see why you can't do both. Really? Yeah, 100%. That's okay. me. All right. Okay. Let me, let, me, let me now go to Michael or Sayasibi. Michael, you are a humanist. Yes. Who's a humanist? Well, a humanist is basically someone who has chosen to live an ethical life stance um, based on logic, reason, empathy, um, science-based. If you could speak up a bit for me. Yes. Um, so basically living an ethical life stance based on logic, reason, uh, empathy, um, democracy, trying to f- fight for minorities. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's what a humanist is. That's what a humanist is. So, does a humanist have faith? Star 103.5 Not in the sense of what my brother just um, described. No, okay. a humanist does not Not through faith. a religious view. Not through a religious view, yes. Um, humanism is non-theistic. It means that um, we do not subscribe actions to um, higher powers or deities. No, we don't do that. You don't? No, there's no need. So it must make physical and logical sense to you before you understand that it's true. There are many paths to understanding what is true, but then the most the tried and tested one will be the scientific method. So that is um, what we'll rely on to access truth. Okay, so for a humanist, science is the basis for understanding everything about life. Science is the basis for understanding the physical reality of our okay. lives. Yes. Physical reality. Yes. And so for a humanist, faith and religion is a non-starter. Not exactly. The, the, the thing about humanity is that it's paradoxical. And, um, you, you can have um, one individual having contradicting um, ideologies in your head. Uh, and humans have been able to compartmentalize and, and deal with this for as long as humanity has been has been around. So mm-hmm. we give room for that ability to compartmentalize and be able to separate the two, you know, to be able to separate the physical from the spiritual. As it, I'm, I'm putting, I'm making up air quotes here because we don't believe in the spiritual, but we, we give- Why don't you believe in the spiritual? Because there's no evidence for it. So as long as you are able to compartmentalize and know that, oh, this thought process I'm having is not evidence-based and this other thought process I'm having is evidence-based, and you're able to realize that the decisions I'm making that will affect reality should be based on evidence, then we are okay. 
as long as you are able to compartmentalize and realize that, oh, if, if my faith is what gives me hope, but then um, when it comes to reality, I have to require evidence, then you are doing it right. Okay. Now, expand a bit about the evidence for me. The, the bit when you say spirituality, that, uh, spirituality or mm-hmm. should I say religion, mm-hmm. does not have evidence for why things happen. Mm-hmm. Expand that for me. Because uh, because you know people who pray and say, God, today I need a thousand Ghana CDs. Mm-hmm. And then they come to work and somebody calls them and say, Charlie, it's been a long time. Come let me you know do something for you. And then he gets a thousand and say, faith has worked for me. Okay, so I do that sometimes. I don't say God. I say, wow, today I really like a thousand cities. And someone calls me and goes like, hey, you know what? I'll give you a thousand cities. On the hierarchy of... Is that not faith? No. On the hierarchy of evidence, Mm. anecdotes are the lowest. On the hierarchy of evidence, personal stories are the lowest. So you can have isolated cases of personal stories, but you cannot base, you cannot say, oh, that is the evidence of or that is the evidence I'm looking for to, to make a valid conclusion. You cannot do that. So with, with that, um, it's, it, it, it all boils down to really how much evidence do you think or what weight of evidence would you want to place on the important question. So for instance, on the question of there being a deity, it's a very important question. It means that the weight of evidence must also be very, very heavy. Basically, that's it. Like, if, if you told me you had 100 CDs in your pocket, I don't, it's not a very important thing to me. So I don't really, I won't require much evidence from you. But mm-hmm. if you say there's um, this omnipresent, omnipotent, um, primal, you give it so many attributes, then I would require more evidence from you. So what kind of evidence would you require um, to believe that a God exists? To know, to, to get, to, to know that God exists? Well, if he popped his head out and said hello, that would be nice. That would be the only means by which you believe. No, no, no. That would not be the only means. But then that, 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 that would be very interesting, you know. But then this is the thing. That question has been asked since the dawn of time. Mm. And it has been basically debunked. Like we've gone through it over and over and over again. So we've come to the conclusion that in order to live our lives, we do not require that particular uh, line of thought because it doesn't add any it, it doesn't change for instance when i'm doing my equations on 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 speeds and stuff like that when there's an error margin i cannot ascribe that to god i have to find what the, the error margin is so we do not think that god is required anywhere when it comes to our thinking that's mm-hmm. all i see okay um michael with that said then i've got to ask you this does being a religious country or a nation where we believe in God being the basis for which a lot of things must happen, hurt our scientific advancements as a country? It does a little bit. It does a little bit. And in some cases, it does a lot. It depends on the distribution of power in the country. So if we want to, for instance, push a country forward, we will be looking at things like education and infrastructure. The problem is that if you have a country that mostly does not require evidence in order to make policy, in order to make things that affect reality, then it translates into not being able to push those agendas forward. You know, mm-hmm. as I said, you require evidence. If for 90% of your, of your life you, you have not been required to provide evidence for anything, and then you, you are now an adult, 
you are basically going to live that same lead that same life. So that's where the problem lies. So you see that most countries where um, they are they, they have developments, you, you realize that the religious or dogmatic way of thinking goes on the decline, and then the critical thinking goes up, and that's how you get development. Uh, there are rare cases like the United States, but then apart from that, you don't see any any other country. There's a strong correlation between religiosity and underdevelopment, basically. Mm. So it's it's that we need to, again, we need to be able to push critical thinking forward so that dogmatic thinking and indoctrination goes down, so that traditional ways of thinking goes down. And that will inadvertently affect religiosity. That will inadvertently affect um, religions in, in, in the country. So, mm. yes. The answer to the question is yes. Okay. Let me ask him of you, Dr. Tego. Um, as a country, we being religious, is it hurting our scientific advancements? Um, so uh, I'm going to jump in uh, with something that our ex-president uh, once said about um, evidence-based decision-making. Okay. Right. You mean um, ex-president John Rahama? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, in, in some aspects, I, I have to agree, agree with, with Michael because uh, a lot of the time, um, most of us are used to the whole sticking our head in the sand thing, you know, uh, praying, praying for the best and then just sort of like leaving it at that. But then it doesn't need to be that way. You can uh, pray for the best and then still work 100% maximum to make things happen. Um, if done right, the two once again can still merge together Star because uh, by, by, by Christian faith, you know, hey, God wants A, B, C, D for you, the best of things, all right? If that's what he wants and I can work at it to make it happen, why should I just sit down, fold my hands, and then just hope for it to happen? So um, over-reliance on things, just it will happen if you just sort of like hope for it or if you just pray for it. Over-reliance on that, um, could be what's setting us back. But Doc, earlier you said that you believe in God yeah. and that he, he is the one that makes everything possible. Yeah. So, how do you just oppose that with saying there's an over-reliance? Because if to your mind and being religious, he is the one that makes everything possible, how then do you begin to ascribe meaning to say, draw a percentage, 50% oh, for, no, 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 for no. faith and belief and another 50% no, for practical no, no. reasoning we, we, and doing things? We... We do 100%, 100% belief, 100% work it out. How does that work? How does that work? Beautiful. Thank you. You should ask that question. Um, so uh, the Bible told you that he blesses the works of our hands. If there are no works of your hands to be blessed, to make prosperous, then you you have zero. Um, a lot of us that have been to Sunday school will know the story, the parable of the, um, the talents. You know, give one person five, give another three, give another person one. They work there, those who worked with the five and the three, God bless with an additional five and three. The one that just buried their one, and I don't know what he was expecting to happen with the one buried, ended up getting nothing. Uh, so yes, uh, you can definitely put them both together. You believe 100% um, that your works will be blessed, and then you go out and you give it 100% of your work based on evidence-based decision-making. Okay, so to your mind, and if I'm wrong, tell me I am. Yeah, sure. Per what you've explained to us, you're saying that the reason why science advancements in Ghana is, is hurting is because we have been over-reliant on belief through our religion Star than actually going out there and being practical, thinking through things 
and doing them, in fact. Okay, so we'll start off by saying one of the reasons, um, and this is me applying the scientific method right here, until you have a, a clear cut evidence of causation that because we didn't do A, that mm. is why B has happened, all we can do is sort of uh, speculate and make correlations and things. Uh, so yeah, one of the, I could probably say that's one of the reasons. Um, There's so many scientific projects that we've started and they've given results. So like in within the academic setting or mm. industry, we know this has results. Uh, but then for one reason or the other, it's not being taken up. It's not being used like it should for whatever reason. There could be a thousand and one reasons. Faith reasons too? There could be. It, it, it could be one of those reasons. Um, we, 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 we can't say it's not. So I'm Like which of, one? Like which one? So I'll, I'll think of, um, I'll take epilepsy. Let, let's use epilepsy. So there's quite a lot of research going on in the country about epilepsy. I, some of my colleagues at Legon work within that field. Mm -hmm. And we know that epilepsy, the reason for this is because there's um, random electrical activity in your brain. So there are ways that it can be reduced or try and controlled and so on. Okay. Um, then there are people who take an alternative approach, a, an extreme approach to try and sort of um, cure that, which is not really for the best. We take a number of other things, um, just just like power generation and things that we have worked on and we have a scientific basis for doing it, and even research going into those areas. Uh, but we're not really investing a lot in that research to do things that are relevant to us. For all you know, maybe someone should really come up with a research program to really find out how much faith really interjects with our science mm. so that we have evidence to then make our decisions. Okay, but you see, much it. as you say there's research, and Michael, let me come to you on this. Mm -hmm. The example he gives of the epilepsy, mm -hmm. there are so many religious men of God, pastors, who say, come, I'll pray for you. The epilepsy will leave your body. And that's what they say. People exactly. go there, they clamor for it. What's wrong with that? Because they say they are providing solutions. So this is where I have a problem with um, religions because you are selling a product. One, it's invincible. And two, you do not have any evidence for it. But then you're able to sell it to an ignorant mass or a gullible mass who, because of existing structures in the society, socioeconomic structures in the society, do not have access to um, proper healthcare or road or proper education. And you're able to sell them this product and you're able to make money out of it. And we still have people um, still getting worse health-wise. This borders on fraud, in my opinion. And I, I, I had hoped that um, authorities would be having a critical look at it. Because if you advertise that you, this is my product I'm selling, mm -hmm. I'm selling a cure for epilepsy, and then we, people keep giving you money, and there are no cures for epilepsy. But they will say that they also have testimonies of people who come, That's and the they get the cure. So the problem with those is, I, I, I said earlier on, anecdotes are on the lowest hierarchy of, of, of evidence. And we know, and there have been documentaries on this, that most of these testimonies are bought and paid for. We know for a fact. So I, I just want to make a point about um, um, what, what, what my brother was talking about earlier on. When it comes to ignorance, when it comes to the things that we know and the things that we do not know, we've realized over the ages that we used to ascribe a lot of things to deities. We used to go like, oh, it's raining, it's God. Oh, epilepsy, it's God. Um, oh, they are twins, it's God. 
as long as we did not know, we ascribed it to God. But the moment we know, or we, we had knowledge of, of the processes that go into it, we began to push the God factor out. So you begin to see that the idea of God is an ever-receding pocket of ignorance. Really? And slowly we'll be getting to the point where once we know, we would not need the idea of God again. It may evolve into other ideas, and you can see it evolving in society where people are saying, oh, I'm spiritual. Oh, I'm, I'm, to me, it's all about the universe. To me, it's all about hope. You see it evolving in, in, in all parts of the world. Because once you gain knowledge, or once you understand the workings of the universe, the purpose for the evolution of religion becomes non-existent. With that said, then I've got to ask, can both science and faith be true at the same time? He says 100%, 100%, okay. but can that be true? So the idea of truth in itself is, is one of those philosophical things that um, we've been contemplating on for a, a while now. Truth in itself is personal. Mm -hmm. Facts, however, are universal. So my brother believes in, in God, 100%, that is true. It is not true that there is God, but it's true that he believes in God. And, to uh, your mind. And as long as he mm. believes in he, he believes in God, that is true. That is a true statement. So yes, the two can coexist. The two can definitely co the same way he believes in the Christian God. There's I have another brother who believes in the Muslim God, another who believes in in the Vida, the Hindu God, another who believes in Buddha. There are over four thousand two hundred different denominations with different denominations uh, of, of Christianity with different. Um, uh, belief points. So, yes, as long as they, they hold those beliefs to be true, personally to them, those beliefs are true. But those beliefs are are not in line with reality. Therefore, they may not align with facts. And that is the difference. Okay. Now, if you're just joining us, uh, we're having a conversation this morning about science versus faith. My guest in the studio, Michael Asimi, uh, the man you just heard a few seconds ago. He's the president of the Humanist Association of Ghana. And also with us in the studio is Dr. Thomas Sego. He's a neuroscientist and regional secretary of the Ghana Science Association. He says faith and science, 100%, 100% can coexist for us to live properly. Mr. Asibe says faith give me evidence. Otherwise, chief, it doesn't make sense. If you're just joining us, this is The Horizon. We're discussing science versus faith. My guest in the studio, Michael Osayasibe, president of the Humanist Association of Ghana, and Dr. Thomas Sago. He's a neuroscientist and regional secretary of the Ghana Science Association. So far, we have been discussing whether faith and science... Can be true at the same time whether as a country we are focusing more on science than faith or faith than science more than science very interesting perspectives have been shared already if you've not been with us oh boy you've missed a lot and there's more to come keep your thoughts and questions coming through on whatsapp 0264 
Alternatively, you can tweet at us at star1035fm. The hashtag is Morningstar. Let me return to my guest in the studio, but let me also mention that we will be joined at some point by Dr. Ben Ruligolo, who's a religion expert and a lecturer at the University of Ghana. Dr. Sego, let me return to you. Um, there's, there's actually a question that was sent on our Twitter console that I just want you to quickly do it for me before we progress in this conversation. It says to ask you, which... Okay, please ask Dr. Sego which he believes is more logic faith or science which is more superstitious dr sego right so um that question already is a non-starter because we go back to i'm like 100 100 um if i'm saying um there are two sides of the same coin mm. you can't then ask me which side of the coin is more of a coin than the but other but is faith logical so i'll go back and say um that faith no faith is not logical and the reason I say faith is not logical is that you, you when when you're talking logic, you're within all this physical realm, everything that we can measure, see, feel, touch, everything that our senses can mm. engage with. Okay. Now, by asking me if faith is logical, it's like asking me, can we take the voice recorder and capture video with it? Okay. It doesn't work because by we are we are measuring one thing on physical plane, and when you're talking about faith, you're now moving from physical into a spiritual plane, which we, we don't even know how to start measuring with that. Now, with that being said, I'm looking forward to the day that we're able to actually measure measure things in the spiritual realm. I, I, I would love that. I think we definitely head in that direction. So, Is that possible? Why not? Uh, it, it, impossible, really, at the end of the day, is things that we haven't figured out how to do yet. Mm. Um, many things have, if history can tell us that many things have been proven impossible in the past and we sort of worked um, our way there. So if we were to consider that, and this is something that's very scientifically accepted, if we consider the whole knowledge, everything that we have in a small circle, there's a much larger circle outside of it, which we agree we are expanding our knowledge into. So everything that we all say now that is a fact or isn't a fact, in the next 20 years could change. A few years ago, we thought there were nine planets. Now we say there are eight. A few years ago, I mean, just uh, things about how to be able to uh, send a rockets. No, you could you couldn't have reusable rockets. Now mm. we have them. Um, so yeah, that's it, we shouldn't be so absolute and be so confident about what we think we know and we don't know right now. Um, whereas faith, faith allows you to know things that you apparently don't know. Okay. Yeah, try and understand that one. <laughs> okay, I'm sure I'm sure that'll be for many who are listening to try and uh, decode this morning. But Mike, uh, let me. Okay, no, maybe let me ask the, uh, Doctor Sego on this one because. Yeah, Dr. Sego, what are miracles? Huh. All right, so um, miracles, I would say, are the things that we cannot explain, things that happen which we cannot explain. Yeah, let's, let, let's put it that way. Things that we observe. Things that happen the, that we don't. That we cannot explain. We cannot explain. That we, it, with our understanding we have now, cannot explain. Like what? So, um, if... If right now uh, I, I suffered an accident, I had a broken leg, uh, let's say the healing process would normally take three years for me to be walking again, and then I prayed, had a few friends, fellow believers come around me, they prayed with me, and next week I was walking again. Well, by all knowledge that we know, this should have taken three years, but here you are, you're walking in a week. Miracle. That's a miracle. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is, is that is that science based or faith based? So interesting thing. Um, I personally, um, and I've spoken to a few people who are a bit divergent. It's, it's allowed, but I personally think that of all the miracles that happen, so um, it doesn't just pop out of thin air. Okay. So if I'll use your your example you gave earlier in the show about you know someone prays for a thousand cities, they come, they get someone calls me up with a thousand cities. All right. Um, their, their bank balance, some zeros didn't just magically appear on it. It wasn't just out of thin air. A sequence of events happened, which then led to the money coming in. Now, the mere fact that it happened as and when exactly I needed it and I prayed for it, miracle. Okay. So if, if, you, if you had malaria, all right, we know the mechanisms that lead to the human body curing itself of malaria. But then let's say, for example, it takes... Uh, two weeks for my to cure. But then you had something really urgent, important, you prayed, and you got cured in a day. Those mechanisms still happened, just fast-tracked, and it happened exactly when you needed it. Miracle. Now, the same logic can then be followed all across to every single, every single miracle in the Bible, even the ones that maybe we can't even theorize yet. There must be some mechanism that happens. But then the mere fact that it happened Star exactly when I needed it to, that I prayed, God, uh, can this happen here and now? And it did. You asked me, miracle. So it's more reason why um, I personally, being uh, a Christian and also a scientist, I get really enthused about our progress with science. With science. Because then it means that we can now start answering more questions. And really, it allows me personally to even... Uh, trust God more because you can see, you can really understand um, how, how the mechanism or the thing is supposed to happen, the process is supposed to happen by, and then you realize how it actually happened for you, and you realize you can only be thankful because you understand how difficult the complexity of the science behind it. Mm. Okay. Mike, let me pick your thoughts on this. What do you think miracles are? Okay. Just before I answer that, I mm-hmm. just wanted to... Uh, you know you just um, affirmed my earlier um, comments about um, ever receding pockets of ignorance because if you do not know the mechanisms and you attribute it to being a miracle and then you later on learn about the, about the mechanism, it, it, it leads to the conclusion that it wasn't a miracle in the first place. Um, no, it doesn't. Okay. Right, you should probably answer your question. <laughs> okay, so um, miracles are, as my, as my brother said, um, unexplained events. Um, they are mostly attributed to acts of um, religious um, or acts of faith, like praying and all of that. But if we look at it in terms of um, uh, global, like holistically, you realize that they are just coincidences. Most of them can be either attributed to coincidences or they, could, they can happen without, um, without even those acts of faith because it happens to atheists, it happens to people of other faith also. So you cannot attribute that solely to your Christian faith because the American... But, but okay, but you see, maybe, maybe it's, it's a question of semantics. What's, what's coincidence? What's the difference between coincidence and miracle? Uh, yeah, maybe it's a, it's a matter of semantics, basically, because they are all both statistical anomalies, and we know statistical anomalies happen. So, 
there it is. It's a statistical anomaly. But then you you can't ascribe. This is the thing about humans. Humans always want to ascribe agency to actions or agency to events. So, and that has been our, our biggest problem as humans, as as humanity, because when we didn't know where the rain was coming from, it was a miracle. When we didn't know why the, the that, that mountain was shooting fire, it was a miracle. You understand? So, as 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 humans, we won't ascribe agency to stuff. So in the case of the malaria, you know it's supposed to be a week. You don't understand what your body probably has been fighting the week before that has given boosted your immune system, that has increased your, your recovery rates. And so you ascribed agency to it, and then you stamp on it. It's a miracle. So that's, the, that's where the problem lies. Because we want to ascribe agency to everything, we tend to see those things as miracles. And that's what it is. That's really. what it is. That's what it is, really. Interesting. Uh, I'm sure there are many who would have divergent views on what we've just discussed on the matter of miracles. But I want to quickly go back uh, on the issue that we raised earlier about how science and faith, or should I say faith, let's not zero in on faith, faith and religion. How is it as a nation making us retrogress, Michael? Well... You know, we, we have this this thing here where um, I call it Famanyame syndrome, where we tend to try and give everything back to God. So we as a nation, instead of asking the, the hard questions, instead of facing the hard realities and then fighting for change and trying to move the nation forward in the direction that will will help everyone, we tend to fo- we tend to rely on or over rely on that famanyame syndrome. Oh, let's let's give this to God. Oh, let's don't worry, it will be okay. And uh, yeah, he, he said earlier on that 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 is one of the biggest challenges that religions is religion in itself is facing. And I, I agree with him. That is one of the biggest problems we face as a country collectively. Ninety-five percent of Ghanaians are ascribed to a religion or an, one religion or another, and that is the problem. They, they have not been able to, or a majority have not been able to look past that. You can see it through um, our religion, our, our political discourse, through our, our policy making. You can see it in, in the, 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 the actions of people in power all the time. Really? Give me examples. So, Ghana technically is supposed to be a secular, a secular country. Mm-hmm. It means that we should not be meddling in things uh, when it comes to religion. Yet you see government government hand in things like um, building cathedrals or, or or helping people on hard travels or or helping people go to Israel or or, or you, you could, or you see politicians being out there with their faith and then saying that this it's my faith that is making me do make this decision this, this decision or the other in that sense, you are not respecting the letter of the constitution. If if Ghana is supposed to be a secular country and we are we are supposed to stay away from bringing our faith into our, our politics and our policy making, shouldn't people in power recognize that and be staying away from such discourse and such actions? Okay, that's one example. That's one example. What else? Because you say it it helps it's it's it drills are decision making. Yes. So what decisions have we taken that have been more faith based than science based? More like less science based. That's mm-hmm. it affects mostly 
our science-based efforts to develop. So for instance, um, I've always said that CSIR needs funds in order to move the nation forward. Any country that does not give at least 1% of its GDP for science-based research is not going to move forward. You see that we are over, overly reliant on, it, it's, it's in our culture, the whole, oh, it's okay, it will be well, it will be well. So we don't, we don't want to think, think ahead. We don't want to be able to say, oh, you know what, let's fund science research. Or you know what, let's, not, let's, let's clamp down on, on faith-based healing or faith-based actions, and then let's, let's promote critical thinking in this area. Or let's, let's say, for instance, in, in, in Parliament, let's, so let's say, for instance, in, in, in Parliament, let's promote critical thinking. If somebody brings up a, a fallacy, let's, let's, let's point it out. We don't do, you don't see that being done, and that's the problem. So it's not just about um, uh, science not being promoted, but it's about religion being the underlying mat in which everything is, is mm. laid on. Okay. Uh, you are a neuroscientist, Dr. Sego. You keep pronouncing it with an S, don't you? Dr. Sego. Tego. Tego. With a T. Oh, Dr. Yeah. Tego. Tego. Oh, Tego. Dr. Thomas Tego. Yeah. Dr. Titi. Dr. Yeah. Thomas Tego. Okay. Now, um, same question I was asking of um, Michael about what faith has done to us. Has it made us retrogress or progress? So, um, I'm going to come from a point saying we can't say for sure. Um, I because then that person is assuming that it's faith has made us retrogress, whereas uh, possibly our mismanagement, our corruption, our lack of ideas, and not pushing the science agenda, all of that is probably what has led to us retrogressing. Mm. Um, but thankfully, I guess we are seeing some, some But you see, pain. those other factors you mentioned are based on decisions. Decisions to mismanage. Those decisions to mismanage, is it by faith or by science? So, so now here's an interesting thing then. If we want to talk about mismanaging, if you were saying by faith, then you really shouldn't be corrupt, right? If, you, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't be stealing. But then by, by logical sense, I don't have money, I can use this means to get more. So if anything at all, you can say people's selfishness and logic is what's led to mismanagement. Because I'm like, I can get this project done for two million, but I can say the project will cost five million and I'll get three million for myself. That's a very logical decision. Okay, so along those lines, you can rather say um, that instead. No, but you see, some also flip, flip the coin and say, the project requires 400 million Ghana cities to execute. I have 3 million. But by faith, if I start no with way. the 3 million, no way. I will nah. find a way to make this project happen. Nah, I... I Haven't I, you heard that before? Yep. I, I, I don't know where you're Let's start. That we'll find who, the money. And who... Well, me... You, you wouldn't see me making that decision. And um, there, there is the faith that I ascribe to. You wouldn't see me making that decision. Um, there, there is... I mean, the things that need to be done and need to be done right. Mm. Okay. So if you're doing it and you're doing it right and it's based on a belief which... Um, has, holds you to a certain moral standard, you wouldn't be making some of those decisions. You wouldn't be playing be playing chance with uh, government funds, per se. Okay. Now, um, you say that logical thinking is what makes us selfish. Faith eschews that. How does that work? Wait, you say faith excuses that? Faith eschews the selfish oh, nature. Oh, right, right. Okay, so... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll come at it from this point, okay? If you're just going by sheer logic, 
try. And it's great. I'm a scientist, very methodological in the things that I do. Mm -hmm. um, if, if this is what needs to be done, and I can achieve it by this amount, okay, then of course it gets, it gets done. But if my priority is for myself, and then I'll say all the, every, every case of corruption that you, you've seen, you can't say it's wrong based on logic. You say it's wrong based on morality. All right. So there, there are those lines that come because if I can get it, mm. then why shouldn't I? Okay. Let me let me let me pose this question to Michael. Mm -hmm. That he says, faith. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, he says science through logical thinking makes us selfish. Wait, hold up. I said that? Yes. Are you sure I said that? Yes, you did. Mike, did I say that? <laughs> Didn't he? Along those lines. Oh, wow. Okay. I think I should be allowed to re-say that. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that faith eschews it. What do you make of that? Well, it's it's funny because um, first, first, it's only in religious settings that you would have people kind of sin six days a week and then ask for forgiveness and then have a clean slate. But with logic and with, with, with humanism, for instance, right, every, all your actions are based on empathy and ethics and, you know, logic. So I understand where you can say logic can be selfish, but then logic cannot be selfish in a vacuum. And morality in itself is relative. The, mora the morality of 100 years ago is not the morality of today. So if you want to be part of the whole evolution of morality and the whole evolution of thought, you need to be constantly applying logic and empathy in order to you know, get a holistic understanding of where you are as a person. So yes, religion can make you more selfish because religion becomes more individualistic. It's about self. It's about me being different from you. Okay, so you have flipped it the other way. Yes. That religion rather makes you more selfish. It makes you more it makes you more, um, it, yeah, it makes you more selfish. But then it makes you more selfish because it makes you up. It, it, it divides us along the lines of, oh, this is me, this is my beliefs, this is them, this is their beliefs, this is them, this is their beliefs, mm -hmm. and therefore I'm looking out for me and my people. You can look out for you and yours, and that's where the problem lies. The the, the lines that divide us. Okay, so in nations and decision making, I, I just want to make this as practical as possible. Mm -hmm. So we are a country where we say we want to start out a project. Mm -hmm. It requires this A, a amounts of money. And I say, oh, let's start it. When we start, we, we, we will find a means to do it. Mm -hmm. Is that by faith or is it by science? It's definitely not by science, but then it's, it could be by faith, but then it's definitely not by science. Science has no, this is the thing, science is just a tool for understanding the, the, the universe. It's just mm. a tool. Okay. So you cannot ascribe those thoughts to science. Star 103. But you may be able to ascribe them to faith. I'm not sure how that will work out, whether your, your faith and your hope will translate into uh, into real results uh, that I, I have no, okay. no idea about. With that said, let's now bring you uh, our science fun fact. Last week's fun fact was a very interesting one about, and last week we did the science of weight loss and the people who put in a lot more weight in the country. The, the science <laughs> suggests that those in the greater Caribbean Ghana are the ones who put on a lot more weight across the coastal belt okay. of Ghana. Here's today's fun fact.
Hydrating the rocks in the earth and not just the surface, as well as the moon and meteorites from space, scientists have calculated that Earth is about 4.54 billion years old with an error range of 50 million years. Interestingly, that is not far from the age of the other planets. Compared to all the planets in our solar system, if the Earth was the size of a grape, the largest planet, Jupiter, would be the size of a watermelon and the sun Well, that is even bigger still. Okay, so that's our science fun fact for today. Uh, Let me now introduce Dr. Ben Willie. Kwekugolo into this conversation. He's a senior lecturer at the Department of Religion at the University of Ghana. Uh, Doc, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Francis, man. Good morning to your listeners. Mm, I want to I wanna, I wanna start off with you on this baseline. Science and faith, these two, which one has made us develop as a country, Ghana, and which one has made us retrogress as a country? Um, well, um, Star um, depending on where you are coming from, because... Um, when you're talking about development in terms of science and faith, um, I'm not sure whether you are looking at what is called quantitative structural development or you are talking of qualitative development. Um, and it, it, depending on which one you are talking about, that is where we take the whole argument that I've been following for a while now about science and religion from. Um, Historically, if you want to just look at probably the, 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 the performance or the functionality of religion uh, to possibly how far we have come uh, as Ghanaians in our development process, you would realize that largely faith, uh, either as an institution or as just believed, has Contributed, uh, contributed largely to the development of Ghana. You know very well, for instance, that uh, if you, you mention the names, the Kwame Nkrumah, the David Angkwas, who fought for the nationalist struggle in Ghana and led towards independence, uh, were schooled in fifth schools, you know. Um, and practically, uh, our earlier Greek centers were set up by missionaries we have the Presbyterian Agric Centers and whatever. Um, the basis of our, even our, our secular or, um, uh, let me use the word, formal education system in Ghana today, clearly was started by the missionaries, based on a, a kind of, diaco- I mean, diaconic or, or, or uh, a theological understanding of what faith should be. Uh, that is safe in terms of not only belief, but also in terms of what is called practice. That is a reflective theological action. So, depending on the way you look at religion and the way you define it, um, and the way you, you, you put religion within uh, our development discourse today, uh, would determine the issue as to whether religion is... Um, uh, anti-development or pro-development. I mean, uh, I, I do agree or I do understand and share some of the concerns that 
for example, the young man Michael, I think so, in your studio seems to share a bit. Um, that is kind of um, a one-sided way of looking at what religion is. In, in the first place, I must uh, correct this impression that he created, that religion is a product. Religion is not a product. Religion is never a product. You see, you only consider religion as a product when you look at religion from what is called an extremist functionalist perspective whereby you think that religion must perform within our society just like the way the economic sector performs and uh, given out certain products which they claim to be value-free. Two, the impression he created that religion, religious people are ignorant. Um, as a matter of fact, <laughs> it's neither here nor there. I, I, I just want to... Uh, advising to use words cautiously. I mean, saying that religious people are ignorant, I'm ignorant, means therefore that he himself, possibly who has been or who have been a product of formal education in this country, may not have appreciated the very foundations of which educated him to be a humanist, as he claims. You know, so. Um, to claim, to claim that religious Doc, people... Uh, Doc, yes. Doc, not to Hello. cut you. Uh, you can disagree on points of views, but I'm sure for him, he speaks with a certain measure of conviction based on his thoughts and beliefs. And so I'm sure we can all accommodate thoughts here. Yeah, I do agree. But that's what I'm saying, that he should be advised on the way he uses language, his words. You know, he, he could explain his position. But clearly, that is a wrong understanding of religion as well. You see, religion must not be evidence-based. Religion must not be evidence-based. You see, religion has an element, which I think the, uh, the neuroscientist is, I mean, was trying to explain. And that is where possibly religion and science may see a kind of unity. Religion is about meaning-making, meaning-making. Uh, you know, life is not only about time. Life is about how people make meaning in life. In order that even if life, whether science in terms of uh, science creating problems or religion itself creating problems, how do people deal with this problem? And it's about an orientation to a reality or, I mean, or, or, or a mundane world that is beyond our world. Beyond which you cannot ask so many questions, and you just attune to it psychologically and emotionally, uh, and, and find meaning in life. That does not mean, therefore, that religion cannot be explicable. Religious phenomenon cannot be explained. Are you getting right? Uh, so, within our discourse, religion has been largely developmental. Um, Religion, as you would say, just as science is, religion is a double-edged sword. Just as science is a double-edged sword. Yes, science has, but the science has give, given us gas chambers used by Hitler. Science is the one that is what has brought us this far in our climate change challenges uh, through the uh, emission of uh, carbon to the atmosphere through the Industrial Revolution. 
I mean, so similarly, at the end of the day, what I want to say here is that it is not about science or it's not about religion. It's about how each of these is used. Who is using them and how are they being used? These are the issues that we need to critically analyze and possibly mitigate some of the pitfalls that may be coming out of this. Uh, mm. uh, basically, I have a little bro- problem with science in it all. The problem we have, I personally have with science, is that science claims to be value-free. But then, science cannot be value-free in as much as science and its uh, practical um, aspects of it, which you call technology and development, whatever. Uh, that, and all this goes with the, even the issue of who is defining science, what is science. But let's consider science here in terms of what's called scientism. That is the appeal to uh, evidence-based rationality that turns out in certain practical forms. Now, even in that case, science cannot be value-free in the sense that science is being used by human beings. And it's those human beings whose disposal science is available. Okay. That, yeah, those human beings at whose disposal science is available, uh, they are the ones who are able to access the level of contribution of science to human development, to social development, in terms of uh, its meeting its goals or not. Therefore, science itself is not value-free. Okay. Uh, Doc, I, I want to say a big thank you to you for joining us this morning in this conversation. Dr. Ben Willie Golo is a religion expert and lecturer at the University of Ghana. Thank you for your time this morning. Now, after these messages, I just have to uh, help you in taking some decisions on what to do and where to get certain things this morning. After these messages, Olokat... Huh, uh, oh, dear. We will, we, will, we will look at the whole phenomenon of death. And get to understand whether or not that also makes science sense or faith sense. We'll look at that this morning, right here on Morning. So your thoughts are welcome. The WhatsApp line is 0264-355438. Or you can tweet at us at star1035FM. The hashtag is morning. Star. Uh, later this morning, we'll open the lines for you to also call in and ask your questions. Share, share your thoughts with us this morning on what we have been discussing for our segment, The Horizon. We're talking science versus faith. It's um, 19 minutes past now right here on Morningstar. Uh, we're discussing science versus faith on uh, the the Horizon segment here on Morningstar. Science versus faith. My guest in the studio, Michael Osei, president of the Humanist Association of Ghana, and Dr. Thomas Tego, Dr. Titi, Dr. Star Thomas Tego. He's a neuroscientist and regional secretary of the Ghana Science Association. Time for us to hear from you. You maybe have questions or thoughts to share with us this morning. Give us a call now, 030223. 1144 Um I'm, I'm waiting for my first call today, and I'm sure that there are a lot of questions that people want to ask this morning, based on what we have discussed so far on science versus faith. The line is already buzzing. I'm waiting for my first call this morning. But let me share some good news with you as I await my first call, and then we will, to wrap up the discussion, see if we can explore the death conversation this morning. Whether it's faith based or it's science based. Jonathan morning. Yeah, good morning, please. Yes, let's hear you, Jonathan. Um all right. I, I think there's a, a program that's uh, 
necessary. And thank you for holding that. Um, I want to agree with the young guy called uh, whatever. Michael. Michael. Uh, on issues that religion has been misunderstood and misused in Ghana against the constitution. You go to markets everywhere, people are doing what they should not be doing, uh, robbing the women and all that. That's true. But I want to tell Michael that when it comes to talking about God and the way he talks about religion not being sensible and whatever, my name is Professor Tutankhamun. I have traveled 35 countries in this world. I have been to India to observe religion, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, Israel. I have a degree in comparative religion. I can tell him that looking at all things put together, I've done different degrees and studies also. I have, I have studied ancient Egypt, Egyptology. Let me refer him to, if he thinks the way they are misusing the Bible, doesn't mean the Bible is not true. People are misusing it in Ghana. But most importantly and significantly, I will refer him to look at the Quran of the Muslims. Give that book a reflection. My brother, maybe he will learn things. So he shouldn't, have, he's having a very one-sided way of looking at things. If you want to look at what is happening in the world and the way the West is mismanaging, destroying, and whatever doing to the world, that is not progress. Okay. They are misusing. I mean, it's not science. That okay, is prof. rather anti-science and negativity. Okay, Prof. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your contribution right. and your thoughts you've shared with us. Michael is joining us from Winneba. Mike, good morning. Good morning. Let's hear you, Mike. Uh, yeah, I want to ask a simple question. Well, <laughs> I think it's simple. If um, Dr. Tego was choking maybe on a piece of bone, what would he prefer that um, Michael Osasebe perform the Heimlich maneuver on him or that I pray for him? What's the import of your question? No, that's a science versus, uh, science versus religion. Okay. As, uh, yes. So would he prefer that someone prays for him or someone actually does uh, the Hamlet maneuver on him so the bone gets out of the street. All right. Uh, Michael, thank you for your call. Thank you for the okay. perspective you shared with us this morning. Um, the number to reach us on is 030223 Michael, Osiasi, relax. N normally, with these discussions, there are always divergent views that will come on the table. So relax. Right. It's not a problem at all. Um, you, 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 you can call us 030223 one one four four zero three zero two two three one one four five. Well, the best way to protect yourself from mosquitoes and other insects is with the use of the best insecticide spray and coil. And that's why Stop. I recommend for you that which will not give you headache or catarrh, and that is Sasso. Sasso is the only reliable and trusted insecticide spray and coil. It's very effective, smokeless, and leaves sweet fragrance after use. Do not compromise on quality. Insist on Sasso. Sasso. Daniel is joining us from East Legon. Daniel, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Let's hear um, you, Daniel. I think I disagree totally about the guys in the studio, the comment that he made about the religion. Well, um, we are talking about, um, I think, God here. And when, if, you, if you tell me that religion, it had, that there's no sense in religion, are you, you're trying to insult the people 
who are much into God or who are much into Christianity. I, I, I don't think, and I would say this, if you, I think if you want us to enjoy the breakfast show, please select the people who can educate us very well in the morning. Okay, Daniel. Daniel, yeah. um, the discussion today was about science versus faith. Okay. Now, for Michael, his point is that mm. the ev- if for him, mm-hmm. everything that happens must have evidence for why it okay. happens. If it doesn't, okay. it doesn't make sense. Okay. But a discussion we've had this morning, faith, and if if you check Hebrews, there's a mm-hmm. clear understanding of what faith is. It's uh, okay. hope of things that are not seen, but are believed. Uh, that's, that's, okay. that's just to paraphrase exactly right. what it means. It's, okay. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, mm. the evidence of things not seen. Okay. He says, per, per, per his belief as a humanist, if okay. there's no physical evidence before him, of something that has happened. He doesn't believe okay. it. And that's his perspective on it. And I think that in, in, in all of this, we're just trying to look at the divergent views in this conversation. But I think it, that, that is his personal view. But I, you shouldn't go with um, a lot of the, the majority of people out there that there's no sense in religion or something. I think it, it, it's, a, it's a wayward for him to put out that kind of statement or something. Okay. Uh, thank you, Daniel, for your call. Joining us from East Legon. I'm sure many have divergent views to share in this conversation. Uh, I'm just saying, let's be a bit more accommodating hearing diverse perspectives in this conversation. Let's keep an open mind so that we can hear everybody out and their thoughts. Of course, uh, Michael, this, this will be his personal thoughts on this. I'm not sure he speaks for a certain larger population. He's speaking for himself this morning in this conversation. Ejari is joining us from the University of Ghana. Ejari, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Francis. It's been a long time. Yes, long time. Let's hear you. <laughs> okay. So, thank you. Um, I think I, I agree with the guy, though, but maybe the way he has uh, he, he has chosen his words or the way he chose his words may be the problem that the public is, you know, kind of commenting about. But I, I think, you know, most Ghanaians, we are trying to be persnifying. Sometimes we don't tackle the issues as they are. The fact of the matter is that we have misunderstood religion in such a way that now people abuse it to suit the way they want things to be. You understand? Um, we did something in uh, research method in political science. And we got to know that although religion has also been accepted as one of the ways of healing people, as in if you if you if you are counting the methods of healing people or getting people healed when they are sick, religion has also been accepted when a research was done in Germany to ascertain the fact that for now you can also use uh, prayers to heal people. But for now, what do we see? People don't have any you know kind of knowledge about the bible but whatever they they are told they follow us at first so what the guy is saying for me i agree but maybe he has to choose his words very cautiously so that Ghanaians will understand you know we are in a christian uh, society so sometimes the way you choose your words people may get personal problems with you not because um, what you are saying is not true or you are not 
facing the veracity of the issue, but they are thinking about the mere fact that they believe in the religion. You understand? So the guy should take it cool and, you know, elucidate his point forcefully and get everything, you know, articulated. Okay. Thank you. All right. So, Jerry, thank you for your call. Joining us from the University of Ghana. Uh, your thoughts are welcome. You can also give us a call this morning, 0302231144 or 0302231144. Four five. The numbers again is zero three zero two two three one one four four zero three zero two two three one one four five. Later this morning, we will cross over to uh, Takradi, where the National Petroleum Commission is holding a forum on local content. Uh, it's 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 actually a two day forum on local content happening in Takradi. We will cross over us and when the feed comes through this morning, right here on Star one zero three point five FM. Leslie is joining us from a crowd. Leslie, good morning. Good morning, sir. Yes, let's hear you. Okay, I'm enjoying the conversation. I think what the guy said was was too much for me to understand. Which guy are you referring to, Leslie? I don't know whether it was Tigo who said that or the other guy, Michael Ose Asibe. When he said, uh, our knowledge about God is an ever-ending pocket of ignorance or so. I think it was very offensive. Okay. All right. Leslie, thank you. Thank you for your call this morning. Okay. All right. Leslie, join us from Accra. Peter is in Tema. Peter, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I just want to agree a little with Michael and then disagree strongly with Daniel on the point that you should choose your people who come to educate us. Uh, I think that's his point. That's Michael's point. So if he believes in something and you don't believe in it, that doesn't mean it is wrong. And uh, for me, I also think that because we are in a Christian society, anything that you say against Christianity, they see it as a worst person. That shouldn't be the case. That shouldn't be the case. Michael has his point, and I support his point. I think we are taking religion too much, excuse me to use the word, we refuse to use our brains sometimes. Common sense in dealing with some issues. Okay, but so if, I think we should. But if you say we should, excuse we should from saying. and pray. So if we should combine the two, it will help us. Thank you very much. Peter, thank you for your call. Peter, join us from Tema. You can also join us 030223 I'm just waiting for my next call this morning. But the seventh paramount chief of the Avatimevani traditional area, in collaboration with the divisional chiefs and the planning committee, wishes to announce to all citizens of Avatime, friends and well wishes, as well as tourists, that the celebration of Army Fest 2017 is scheduled to take place throughout this week. It began on Sunday. Sunday continues all the way through to this coming Sunday, the 12th of November. The week-long celebration will be under the theme, Reinforcing Unity and Development in Avatime Through Brown Rice Culture and Equal Tourism. The outstanding week... Uh, long activities will include a quiz program for junior high schools, the traditional launch of the festival at Vane, celebration of womanhood, amongst others. All are cordially invited. Tony's joining us from Sakamono. Tony, morning. Oh dear, I lost Tony on the line. Tony, try and call us back this morning. Let's hear your thoughts as well. I'm sure many of you have been listening keenly since we began this conversation about science and faith. Fred in Tema is my next caller. Fred, morning. Good morning. Um, I want to understand something. Or I want the guy to really answer this question. Which guy, please? Um, is it Michael? Star okay, all right. FM. 
FM. Yeah, he said that faith is um, the evidence of what um, if you have to see, you have to see it before you can um, lay hands on it and say that this is what um, I believe about, right? No, um, he spoke between science and faith. Faith is defined differently. Okay, but can you explain why we don't see the air we breathe? I'll let him answer. Ask him whether he can explain why we don't see the air we breathe. Because you should have evidence of seeing the air before you can believe that the air is, you know, circulating. But since we can't touch air and we can't feel it, then how do you explain air? Okay. Science, science can give you some definition of some, um, uh, carbon dioxide and then some oxygen and whatever, mixture of whatever. But I want him to explain to me why you can't see air. And okay. why, why is this so? All right. I'll have my that question for you, okay? Thank Fred, you. thank you. Fred, join us from Tema. Lucky is in Osu. Lucky, good morning. Good morning. Um, I think I agree uh, with Michael. With a sense that uh, the way we are taking religion this time around is uh, getting beyond hand, as I would say. Um, you realize that um, you have a problem of which... Star you can see that uh, this is how you have to face it physically. But with the sense of religion, you wait till it gets wrong, then you blame someone else. So I think I agree with Michael. All right, Lucky. Thank you for your call this morning. You're welcome. All right. Okay. Um, I think I have chance for one last call this morning. One last call. 030 It's just about 24 minutes to 10 right here on Morningstar. One last call and then I'll return to my guest in the studio who have been listening into the reactions that we've had this morning to the conversation. Uh, my next caller is George in Ray. George, morning. Good morning, Francis. Let's hear you. Yes. Um, I think the discussion that's going on, it borders on only one point. If we're able to establish that, I think we should find our way clear around this issue. Um, the issue is, does God exist or he does not? Now, every other discussion we have around the topic, it becomes something on the peripheral. But um, I think um, whoever is espousing the idea that um, uh, there is no existence of God because of um, how we're able to explain things on the, um, scientifically, um, it's neither here nor there. Let's take, for instance, um, science believes in a whole lot of things that have not been proven yet. For instance, what is the basis of um, believing in evolution, for instance? You know, and um, how old this earth has existed? Everything that they talk about in terms of the existence, uh, how long the earth has existed and so on, is, is, is just conjecture. It's speculative. And so if they are going to go by that idea that, okay, you need to prove something before you believe it, then um, evolution has no basis in our uh, um, um, conversation because it hasn't been proven yet either. Okay, but let's face it, if you are able to explain the existence of something and even um, to the extent of, for instance, these days you're able to create babies in the lab using test tubes and so on, that doesn't make you um, the ultimate force um, um, when it comes to creation and stuff. I mean, for instance, somebody can disassemble a computer and put it back together. 
you are not the originator of the idea. You didn't bring it about. And everything that we create, we use the elements that exist before we, we, we brought those things to being. We haven't been able to create anything. Humanity might um, advance in, in science and everything else, but we can create a thing. We just have to use things that exist, you know? And so it's somebody to tell me that, okay, we evolved. Um, I want to believe that that same person can believe that okay. all the elements that are together to make um, all these components that from a computer mm. put themselves together somehow and a computer sprouted up and started working. Is that possible? And so all these ideas about um, a man being advanced and so on and so we don't need God, I think it's, it's, it's stretching the matter too, too far. Too, too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you, George, for your call. Yeah. George, join us from Ridge. Uh, Nanayao in Bawe uh, has able to sneak through my window and is my last caller this morning. Nanayao, morning. Oh, there. The sneaking didn't happen. We lost him. Thank you. Uh, but thank you all for your comments and your contributions that you've shared with us this morning in this conversation. Let me return to my guest. Just briefly, 30 seconds on the reactions you've had so far. Michael, let me begin with you. I think the heat has come more in your corner than everyone else. Um, I, I I think I understand where they're coming from. Um, I, I, in some of my talks, I've talked about um, depths of belief and how people have ascribed certain beliefs um, to their to their person. So, okay, Mike, the window didn't work, but they've been able to open the trap door. So, Nanaya was uh, okay. It's actually Chris in La that's been able to break the trap door. Chris, uh, good morning to you. Yeah. Um. Good morning. Yes. Um, Francis. Yeah, let's hear um, I, I want to say that um, it, this, this very discussion is not about who is right and who is wrong. I believe it has to do with two different people coming from two different understandings. And so it is important that we, we listen to everybody and then understand what they are trying to make. And um, with regard to Michael, I think he was making good points, but then probably the choice of language or the choice of words was the problem. For me, I understand him perfectly. I'm a Christian. But then I understand where he's coming from. Definitely, I'm not going to use it against him or say anything wrong against him. But just to just to address something that you said earlier on about, you know, somebody building a house or building a project or something and saying, look, we don't have the full amount. Let's move and see. Now, there, there, there are two things I can say here. One, now the Bible says that who is the man who takes up a project without first considering how much it is going to cost or without first having the full amount to deal with the entire project. But you see, this is where faith comes in. And this is where my belief also comes in that, look, once I know who I believe in and I have this amount and I'm taking this project, I know that in the end, a miracle is going to happen. And that is what I believe. And that is why I'm walking. Now, you can't disregard that because that is what I believe. And like I said, I'm not going to use your words against you, but probably your choice of words might be what created the whole issue but i understand for me? both of them you mean me chris no 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 i'm i'm, I'm talking about michael okay all right okay thank you chris for your call joined us from la so briefly 30 seconds and then we'll, we will begin to draw down the curtain on this conversation yeah so my my comments um as i was making earlier on was about depth of belief and i understand perfectly how people who have um who have attached their beliefs to their identities feel when those um, beliefs are challenged. Because um, to many, Christianity or religion or their religious identity is their person. So any attack or disagreement about how those beliefs affect anyone is seen as a, a personal attack on them. 
So I perfectly understand the the negative reactions that were that were coming through. Okay, well, their views. Their views. Yeah. Their views. Yeah. Doc, Doctor Tego. Oh, um, yeah. In interesting comments. Um, uh, it's uh, I guess a part of it I'd like um, a lot of the listeners to sort of refocus on is the fact that uh, yes, we are here talking about where our faith leads, but then um, what does it re- what does it result in? What's the end case mm-hmm. of it? Um, how do we even um, question it ourselves and understand it for ourselves? And this is where science really comes in. I started off earlier by mentioning that verse in Proverbs, which really talked about, you know, um, the glory of God to conceal it then and the glory of kings to reveal it. And the way we go about it is just through science. So we okay. have all these um, scientific research projects that are going on in the country to help us understand more where we coming from, where we going. And as a nation, we should really look at that in, in um, yeah, focus. We should really focus that in okay. and pay attention to. Okay, Doc, let me let me let me just um, have us deal with two quick things before we end this conversation today. First, does it matter if you believe in something at all? Because some say whether you believe in something or not, life treats you the same. What do you make of that? Uh, whether if you believe in something or not, it doesn't change the fact whether the thing is there or not. Uh, Does life treat you the same based on what you believe in? Um, I don't think anybody can objectively say. Uh, I, I don't think anybody can objectively say because once uh, you you go down the pathway of left, mm-hmm. you can only hypothesize or reason what would have happened if you gone down the pathway of right. Okay. You know, so uh, if you don't believe in anything, you walk that path. Um, good luck to you where you end up. You believe, you walk the path, and it also turns out well for you. So are there any guarantees for what you do or do not believe in? Are there any guarantees? Guarantees in terms of outcome, that your belief gives you A, your non-belief gives you B? Um, no, I don't I, I don't think you can say that either. Um, and this is me being very, uh, like I said, scientific with the, with the approach of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing we can both agree on is the fact that uh, there's a conclusion. Somewhere along the line, there's a conclusion as to what that conclusion is or isn't. People can argue about that um, all day and night. Um, okay. But there's, there's different approaches and different beliefs. That's why I believe. And um, I, I still will repeat that science and faith end up being two sides of the same coin. And really, we can just do the same. And, um, Make it work for ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Mike, same question. Does what you believe do doesn't matter if you believe in something, and because some say who you, I mean, what you believe in determines or not whether you believe in something or not. Life treats you the same way. So I'm coming at this from the the point that belief is the filter through which we see and make decisions generally. So if your beliefs are going to affect the decisions you're going to make, then we. We can, it, it will be difficult, but we can't predict where those decisions will lead. So in some way, your beliefs will affect your views of reality, the decisions you make in life, and therefore may also affect how you end up in life. Really? Yeah. I see. All right. Let's now quickly uh, discuss the last thing I earlier mentioned before we end the conversation, death. For you, Mike, and I want to begin with you, mm-hmm. because, okay, okay, let me not even give any associations. What's your take on death as a humanist? 
finality. It's when you're dead, you're dead. That's it. What does that mean? When you're dead, you you know generally your body starts decomposing and you know the rest is history. So the 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 the, the, the do you, do you, do you believe in the spirit and the soul that leave the body? No, the, this this is the thing. There's no evidence for that. The the problem is this that humans in their selfish um, as I said, humans want to live forever, so may have certain ideas about the afterlife, but I, I don't require that. I know that I have one life to live, therefore I live it to the best of my ability. Okay. I have nowhere else to go when I die except the, in the ground and rotten. Do you believe in heaven? No. That, that your spirit goes somewhere? No. You don't believe it? No, I don't believe in spirits, so... You don't believe in spirits? No. Okay. There was a question I was earlier asked before I come to you on, on, on this issue of death. Mm-hmm. There, was, there was a question I was asked of you as to air. Yes. Quickly answer that. I, this I want the doctor to answer because this is a, this is a purely science ignorance question. I'm using the word ignorance as in you do not know. Therefore, that, that, that's where it, it, it okay. boils down to. So it was directed at you. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So it. this is the thing. There are a lot of other ways we can we can perceive nature. Our five senses in themselves are inadequate. That is why, for instance, we 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 have um, technology to help us. We have telescopes to extend our range of vision. Uh, we have uh, other instruments to extend our other perceptions. So when it comes to air, there's so much proof. Look, the, the easiest one I can give you is take a piece of paper, throw it into the air. It's moving. That's, 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 that's simple inference for you, that there's what we call air around you. I see. So there's so much more you can, there are experiments you can do. You can actually compress air to a point where you can actually see it. It becomes, the eight components become liquid, so you can actually see the various components of air. So there are various ways of seeing, perceiving, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not necessarily with your, your current senses. There are extensions to which we, we have we have uh, used that now make us perceive as far as galaxies far far away okay. and into the microscopic That's world fine. as well. That's fine. So, Doctor Tego, death. Uh, I was going to say, Michael, I'm a nice guy like that. I could have answered the question. <laughs> yeah, I know. my way anyway. Um, yeah. So, death. Um, so that's what I know. By my faith, you know, so there is, there is you are in two minds, a scientist no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not and a man minds. of it. No, I think the 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 two of them come together. Yeah, the two for you, yes, come together very nicely. Yes, there's what happens to your body when you die and decay. Mm-hmm. You, you turn into a manure for all the effects and purposes. Um, but yes, I believe in life after death um, because that's what my faith leads to, and that's what I believe. Mm. So it's regardless between what I believe and what Mike believes, there's definitely what is the truth. Okay. And this is once again why I say science and faith are uh, the same size. There's just one thing at the end of the day. Um, and regardless, one day I'll die, one day Michael will die, and mm. we'll all find out. We'll know out. where we'll find ourselves. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, but you see, the thing is this, thing is this. The element he brings in about no clear evidence of life after death. What do you make of that? Uh, so earlier on, he said anecdotal evidence cannot be used. But then, once again, I'll mention, how are you going to record video with a voice recorder? You know, you'd say, somebody needs to die and come back and tell us what's happened. There are stories like that. But then when those stories are said, we say, no, they're anecdotal. We can't use them. But they tell stories. Do do they give evidence of their stories? Once again, voice recorder and video. 
So what evidence do you want me to bring back from that to show you, mm. apart from tell you what I saw? Um, but with all these questions that people are asking, I'll boil down to um, over o- o- over the from for, from next year going, the GSA, that's the Ghana Science Association, will be holding like monthly talks on things around science. Yeah. Now, considering that like at least half the people within the Ghana Science Association carry the title of Reverend Dr. This, Reverend Professor That, you know it's a combination of people who are people of faith, but then they also just asking questions of the world around them. So people out there who have questions that mm. sometimes people ask questions like we know the answer to and yet they are asking like they don't know. Come okay. and hear answers. Somebody has sent me a message for you, Michael, that if you say there's no evidence of life after death, when you sleep and you dream, where does that come from? <sighs> I wish I could go into the details of... Um uh, you, uh, doc, doc is a neuros- <laughs> neuroscientist. This is this is perfect. No, for doc. he will spare you on this one. Give me the answer. <laughs> no, 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 see, this is the thing. This is the thing. I'm mm-hmm. not an expert on on sleep. I'm not an expert on on REM cycles and all of that. I, I'm sure he, you are. You, you've you're well read on it. Should I? Should I? Should yes. Okay, help him. Help him if you can. I told you, I'm a nice guy like that, yes. Mike. Um, so, really, that question, like how it, it, it doesn't it, it won't lead to what a person wants to ask because um, when you sleep and you are dreaming, we can actually record brain activity to tell us, hey, right now you're probably in a deep sleep and you are not dreaming. Right now in this phase, you're probably dreaming something uh, really like a really vivid dream. But the so, things you see in the dream, where do they come from? Now here's the other additional thing. Yeah. And this is why I'm a, I'm a neuroscientist. I enjoy studying the brain or asking questions of it. Um, given enough time, we will be Star able to figure that out. Because right now, right now, where we are now, um, we are at a stage of understanding that if I'm recording all the activity in your brain, okay, um, there, there are some people are at least, let's say, let's assume I've done enough work pre- preliminary to get done. I will be able to tell exactly that when this particular cell in your brain was active, it's because you were thinking about your mom, for example. Okay, so if I can do that enough times in your brain and know every spot in your brain which is aligned to a certain memory and then whilst you are sleeping i see those exact places going on mm. i'll be able to say at that point when you were dreaming you were dreaming about your mom I and see. when you wake up a will ask you and find out is we are we are heading in that direction of science so don't ask those questions if you want to make a point about faith other than science ask questions to help understand. Don't, okay. don't, don't. All right. Once again, don't try a measure video with a voice recorder. All right. It doesn't work. Okay. I want to say a big thank you to you, gentlemen. Uh, Michael Siasibe, president of the Humanist Association of Ghana, and Dr. Thomas Tego, a neuroscientist and regional se- secretary of the Ghana Science Association. It's been it's been a thrilling conversation this morning Brilliant. about science and faith. I'm sure many, many. The conversation will continue in homes, in offices, in cars, wherever you are. I'm sure we've had a good time to open up our minds a bit today and think a bit more about certain things. <laughs>